welcome to the Friendly Aussie Podcast. Boom. Boom. Boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Welcome to the Friendly Aussie Podcast. Yes, we're back and again we are recording and we have another guest today. We're with um, Adam. Hey. Adam hey. from the Garden of Eden. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're just going to be chatting about... I guess the, the cannabis scene, the way it's evolved, because Adam is um, a bit of a veteran. He's had a lot more experience than Yosip and I in the scene, and we'd like to just, you know, I guess, casually chat about how things have changed. Suck some knowledge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, from that big old uh, noggin of yours. So, <laughs> What um, was cannabis like in Australia, really? Yeah, way like back when. Forever ago. Um, well, I started smoking 70s, 60s, 70s. 80s early very early 80s um and it was very different very different back then as far as heads went anyway uh you 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 just you couldn't score like you could now i suppose you couldn't you didn't have the availability so what happened was you made it grow some pot or whatever uh, and then come you know they'd pull it off sort of april with our weather april march april well by sort of like june july there's no more buds left oh, and everyone's what? kind of smoking leaf and yeah. and yep. then you're, you're buying leaf and tip you <laughs> know so for kind of oh unless you knew someone real well you know for six months of the year maybe more there was no buds right and usually that's only happening if you don't know people, but maybe... Uh, no, this then. was Australia-wide. This yeah. was, yeah. Australia-wide. You, know, you really had to know someone heavily. That's to, crazy. Because yeah. it would yeah. be basically someone who saved it over the season. Yeah. Yes, which a lot of people did do. They, they would get... They knew that if they kept their, a pound of their pot to Christmas, that they would get double the price. Yeah. You know, it's a good investment. <laughs> well, yes, but it also caused a lot of bad feelings. So yeah, people right. like that tended to, you know get bagged out a lot and you know because they were greedy you bit know, like and... ticket scalpers today i guess you know, people who will increase the prices of tickets for concerts and stuff after they've sold out yeah so. yeah i suppose it's kind of like these days you know when you you buy that well not that i've really bought much hydro myself but yeah. from what i've seen a lot of it comes sort of still a bit moist and stuff like that and no one's happy when that happens you know because you know that that person's gone out of their way to leave it like that and yeah you're kind of getting ripped off so it's kind of the same you knew that by the time christmas come they're just doing it for money they're not doing it so oh look my mates have got some buds to smoke <laughs> yeah show everyone my awesome buds yeah yeah so well it was very hard back then you know it was really hard as a smoker because all you kind of wanted to do was just get stoned and yeah. do your thing but yeah, as we do now it was really hard to do with leaf when did they start even doing indoor like when did that really start because that would have like obviously late 80s late 80s from my memory yeah kind of when uh skunk started popping around the scene and all that Mm. you know which that made its big debut in australia because penthouse Mm -hmm. uh, brought out a um, big article on skunk in holland you know and it had some dutch lady there with you know things exposed and (laughs) (laughs) so yeah but a lot of people took notice of skunk back then skunk was kind of like the big thing back then that, mm. that, that yeah, came skunk in. was one of those like early strains that was not really even a strain it was just a mishmash of everything that created it i believe yeah but it was the, the the big thing about it was it was available and people started doing indoors 
very right. bad indoors, but yeah. they started. It's you know they probably were doing it before then, but I don't think you saw much of it hitting yeah. the roads at all. You know, yeah, yeah, like so, yeah. That's when you begin to see sort of an all year round kind of scene. Yeah, imagine. when people started doing that, and then people started realizing, oh, we can put him in a hot house, and we can, <laughs> you know, before that, like. I don't know, man wasn't really thinking. <laughs> just weren't. I mean, there was uh, cannabis in the Hunter Valley growing wild, but mm. I guess um, we just hadn't really taken it to the next level. Yeah, was there? Of... I, d- I never knew that. Oh, well, there was this huge, it, uh, huge infestation of, um, mm. I think it was, it would have been sativa. Yeah, um, yeah mainly. Yeah, and actually, I think um, the reason why was because the, the first fleet, the people who came here over here to colonize Australia, they brought cannabis with them. Well, they brought hemp because hemp was a, a material fiber, good yeah, string, yes, yeah. for ships and stuff. So Australia was supposed to be the next big hemp colony, but well, we're getting there. Yeah, I think we are. <laughs> we're right. getting back there. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're returning back to that legacy, yeah. and it's taken a little while. But in the 1960s, 1970s, you had the the war on drugs, so huge crackdown, and hippies would just be going into you know paddocks and picking off the heads and fucking off and I think they just caught on to that um there was a bit of a reefer madness at the time and they literally just went through the entire Hunter Valley um, oh, yeah yeah, yeah. I, I don't know much about that at all but yeah yeah, yeah I can imagine that uh, anyone seeing it just lying around would go and grab it oh fuck oh can you imagine if that was well I'd imagine though that it would have been a real weak strain I can't imagine yeah you're probably yeah. right yeah. you know yeah the, the one thing about back then is that Look, you know, unless you, re- you know, everyone had a mate that grew something nice, you know. Oh, my mate grew this. Oh, it's a purple one. Oh, it's this, you know. Like back then, we didn't have, before quarter skunk came along, you know, you had your Mullumbimby Madness and you sure. had a couple of local known things, but nothing. It was like, just bud. It was just bud, you know. We had purple heads. That's what it was, man. Yeah. Purple heads. Yeah, right. Okay. You know. And I mean, look, before skunk came along, and the reason why skunk was mainstream and good was because it was available, as I said, right? Mm. But the better, better pot, the best pot we always used to get was like uh, Thai sticks or Buddha. Yeah, the see. Thai, yeah. You know, but that just, you know, you had to know a friend who knew a friend who knew a friend, you know? <laughs> and it was wild. It was really, yeah. really good. It was half a cone stuff. Okay, yeah. there you go. Because yeah. these days it would stand up, you reckon? I still haven't smoked anything that would beat it. Yeah, I've had some Thai strains that have been crossbred with Thai stuff, like fruity Thai was one, and that was really good. It's very like sativa. Mm. A lot of the Thai stuff was always sativa. Um, well, see, talking of sativa, yeah, that's what I was gonna. That's why the skunk made the impact is because it was the indica. Before that, all we kind of ever really had was ten foot tall, stringy. Yeah. You know, or mother sativas almost. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. most people that grew pot would probably all grow and kind of off the same Australian strain that's been going around. They got a seed <laughs> off their mate, and yep. most of it was crap, to be honest. It would have been. But there yeah. was lots of good. But yeah, most of it was crap. Most mainstream, and then that's yeah, that's why skunk made an impact yeah. because it became a real high quality pot. It's really weird because it's sort of exponential. Like you had cannabis in since the first fleet but it's taken this long for it to really become a cultural phenomenon. And then you got like 1980s, 90s with the hydro grows and it's all just happening very quickly. And then once yeah. the US started getting really involved, you know, medicinally and legally, it's like yeah. now you're getting this like 30, 35% THC stuff, which is just 
It's almost the whole plant. <laughs> oh, it is. I think it can only go up. There's only 40-something percent of available product, uh -huh. I think, yeah. okay. that can be used by THCs and, and terpenes and stuff. Do you know why that is? or Hey? Do you know why that is exactly? Or No. No, that's okay. I'll look I, it up later. I think it's relating <laughs> to... Um, Think about it. How much well, plant the, matter can it even hold? Yeah, like, the, all right. Yeah, you, yeah. I suppose scientifically, it, yeah, it'd be like that. You've got a certain amount that's got to be water. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sure. So you know, so say fifty percent matters water. You know, and, yeah. and then and then fiber, mm -hmm. and then yeah. actual ingredient that does active ingredient. Yeah, it's yeah. only forty percent or something like that. So yeah. once, as you say, once you get thirty-five percent in THC. You're basically covered with THC. Yeah, you've just yeah. about got no CBDs or terpenes and lots I of see. other stuff. Left and isn't that interesting? You see a lot of grows and even, you know, um, artificial sort of synthetic extractions, um, which are taking the CBD and other terpenes, other cannabinoids out of the picture and just giving you full THC or, oh. or the other way around, full CBD, um, doing this for medicinal reasons, but also for recreational purposes. And then you've got to ask what is the real like value of the whole plant and what does the whole thing bring together as an entire experience versus isolating like a single compound, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, I suppose it's like smoking it really. It, it boils down to individual need and individual want or individual... Yeah. What does your body need? Hey? It's like what does your body need? Yeah, you know, yeah, if you're good. suffering from pain, then you know you're gonna want to strain that thing, and you're probably gonna want to bomb the crap out of yourself with some good THC. So, mm -hmm. you know, you'd want a high THC strain to get rid of the pain. Whereas in, you know, if you've got tiredness or something, you're gonna want a bit more CBD so that, you know, you're more active and yeah. and stuff like that. And you can also go as far as picking it earlier or picking it later. You yeah, know, you yeah. pick it later, you get, get more of a. Uh, yeah, if you pick it too early, you get headaches. Like if the trikes have a bit of anxiety and stuff like yeah. that. And if you pick it a bit too late, you, you get uh, full on narcotic couch lock. Yeah. And, you know. which, is, which is funny because you think it's indica that causes that, but it really can be just it going too long. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It I, seems like the taxonomy of sativa, indica, it's broken down a lot more these days because there's a lot of hybrids, there's a lot of like mixes of all of these. Oh, the, look, the reality is you can get really good in both. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Eh? You know, yeah. and, 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 yeah, the the only one I don't know if you can get good in is ruderalis. So. The ruderalis, that's your autoflower. Yeah, exactly. Yes, so. yeah, but but from what I'm understanding, they're now even trying to call it a different strain, like not uh -huh. even related to sativa or indica. Yeah, it is its own. Um, it's what hemp was originally de de uh, derived yeah, from. Yeah, it's, it's got it's no. It's why it can grow all year round. So like yeah, a ruderalis no with um with no. Indica or sativa. A pure ruderalis. A pure ruderalis will not really produce like a, a dank bud. Yeah, it's, no, yeah, just, it's basically just hemp. Yeah, That's right. it, it will look dank, but yeah. Do you know if ruderalis, like I had the assumption, I'm not sure whether this is true, is ruderalis something that was found in Australia? Or no. Not? No, no. no. So, from my understanding, in Russia, Russia. Uh, real in the real yeah. cold weathers. Yeah, I remember I read okay. that because yeah. it, the reason it was so special was because it could grow all year round. Wow. Yeah. Because um, I remember they'd use that to crossbreed with like your sativas and indicas to try and grow in the snow, and that's um, that's well, that is happening now. I've seen them all growing in the snow. Yeah. They grow well in the snow. Yeah, that's awesome. so bizarre. Yeah. So you could go up to like Jindabyne or something. Oh well, look, some of my older friends, you know, older hippies, yeah. they um, used to do a lot of different techniques, you know. Like, and one that I remember, like we'd have a bath from a boiler, you know, a big water boiler, and 
Mm -hmm. Well, they ran the pipes underneath that dope so that when it snowed, all the ground was warm. Yep. So from the hot water always. That makes sense. That's yeah. a clever way to do it. Yeah, and their their theory, and I don't know about the logic behind it or the fact, but it, I've seen it and it worked quite well. I've seen white dope and all these real weird colours, but all from extreme cold, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and it grew. They they always said if you can keep the roots warm, apart from severe yep. climate, you know, they will grow in snow. Okay. Mm. I yeah. remember. And they um, did. Yeah. So just. Long slow draws, the mighty vaporizer by Stores and Bickle once again. Yep, got to teach everybody how to use it because <laughs> they're all bong smokers. This is a first time vapor. Should be quite tasty. That's a bit of orange sherbet. Um, but with the auto flowers, it's really interesting now that you're getting so many people breeding with them. It's um, weird. It is weird. It is a little strange. <laughs> but what's cool about the auto flowers is you know like they finish in ten to twelve weeks, like from seed. Yeah. So like they've created all of this, but like the thing that I'm seeing is like so many people just growing them on their balcony. You put it in a pot, and away you go, and you get maybe two, three ounces after it, and it yeah. doesn't go too big. And it's like that's pretty good for someone on their personal level. Like if you have two of those going yeah. every two, three months. Well, in all fairness, man's kind of trying to be doing that for a while, and it has only taken Australia a long time to pick up on it. But I saw on your website you had a couple of pictures of what they called. Um, well, what you's called uh, the ABC, ABC yeah. Australian bastard, whatever it is, yeah. and and I have grown polyploid dope, cool. okay, awesome. and I've seen it growing, and that is exactly what it looks like. That so, Australian bastard is exactly what polyploid dope looks like. I'm not go. saying it, it is. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that. I'll look into that because that's really interesting. We've had a few people talk about the ABC and saying that's not actually ABC on there, and yeah, a few other things. We need to go back through those logs. We'll have to really clarify that one because, especially with the oh, with the Mullen B- B- No, no, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. I think it's just that with the Mullen B- B- Madness article and with yeah. the ABC article, we were both going off uh, tip-offs, things that we've heard and oh, seen. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And so uh, we just need to clean some of those little sections up, I reckon, because yeah. yeah, basically, like you say, most of it. Um, probably is accurate but then the little bits and pieces that people pick up and say hey that's not right nice to listen well that's <laughs> how did you get in contact with us how did that all start remember like me you, it was the mullen madness yeah side. no i was yeah i was, I was uh, doing a bit of research on mullen because i know a few of the guys and and um yeah your website popped up and i started reading it and all that and thought told us know. we were wrong well <laughs> On on the on the in my opinion the quality of it yeah. I I personally myself I smoked it back then well what apparently was it mm-hmm. it it was always you know my uncle's got this and you know everyone's uncle grew the Mullumbimby you know what I mean yeah but from what I smoked compared to what I was smoking it it mm. you know it was just nicer than the mainstream but to me it wasn't like. It wasn't your good, good weed. It wasn't a good, good hooter, yeah. you know. And I mean, um, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that the original wasn't or anything like that, I'm just saying yeah. that. Yeah. And that a lot of people I knew had the same opinion, you know. Would you have the same opinion today when it's grown today? So like, Mullen Madness today, is it as similar to what it was in the 80s? Or um, do you think there's been some genetic it's variants? It's a very hard comparison, you know. I don't think... 
Um, oh, it's a bit more exciting these days, you mm. know, like back yeah. then. Mullumbimby Madness, it was not really about the pot. <laughs> it was more about the getting in the car with your mates and, yeah. and going for a drive down the weekend at Nimbin and then to Mullumbimby yeah. or Main Arm or somewhere like that and, and you know, getting really bent mm. and having a, having a good time, you know, and that's yeah. kind of what you'd aim for. Oh, we'll go down and we'll yeah. try and get some Mullumbimby and we'll get really high and we'll <laughs> hang out at the beach at Byron and... You oh, know, it's so funny because we've had the same experience in this generation. We just call it nimbinweed. Yeah, right. It's so been generalised. Hey? We just—it's <laughs> just—it's just you go down a nimbin and you can find something that isn't sh absolute crap. There are certain rites of passages that maybe haven't changed. But. Well, yeah, yeah. Nimbin <laughs> was always like the touristy. Yeah. You know, in in my opinion and judgment, anyone that was decent never really showed their face in the main street of Nimbin unless they were shopping or something like that. You know, anyone that hung out in the Rainbow Cafe and sold Hooter and all that sort of stuff. In my opinion, mm. most, a lot of them were just either the middlemen yep. or the, the small people just trying to make 50 bucks they can go out and buy some other drug or something I feel like, like even the middlemen, like some of the lane boys and stuff, have been taken out. So you have a lot more drug dealers and heroin meth addicts yeah, it's, it's just all, on it's, the street. And I think you'll days. find there a lot more heroin. I think anyone that's growing hooter and wants to kind of grow it without getting caught yeah. ain't going to show their face in the mainstream and Nimbin selling yeah, it, you see. That's yeah, yeah. why I, my assumption has to be that, you know, unless they're brainless. No, that makes a perfect sense to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Especially seeing as, like, you know, this year we had the Mardi Gras. There was a, an arrest the day before. They've really yeah, been clapping. Yeah, they, they, they went and raided embassy. the embassy and everything yeah. before it. Yeah. But I love that all the joints were filled with just Daniata <laughs> or something. <laughs> Fuck yeah. They found 500 and it was just like, not even like 2% weed. That's so oh, great. really? Yeah, uh, so it really shit them off because they thought they found a big bus there and it was pretty much all just nothing. I don't think they got charged. Really? I don't think they got charged with anything from that raid. Yeah, well, congratulations to the hemp embassy. <laughs> yes, absolutely. A win. Yeah. A win for the public. Something, um, just because you mentioned money, it just made me remember, you were talking yep. a little earlier about like how you guys used to buy cannabis in yep. like the older days. Like we now buy by the American imperial system, you know, our eighths, our quarters, our halves and our full ounces. Yeah, yeah. How yep, did yep. you guys buy them? Well, look, we would still buy it that way. Okay. Right. If you could get scales. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So... You know, you, you got to remember that back then we, we, you know, black and white TV had just changed to colour, kind of. You know, it's like, ooh, well, yeah, yeah it's 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 real. You know, well, ten years prior to that, mm. um, so you know, the the main scales back then you would buy. You know, you go to the tobacconist and get those dangly steel oh, like, ones. I do like, know the ones. Yeah, yeah, they're little pocket ones. You know, mm. they're made of yeah. metal and. Well, anyway, if you tilt them to the left or you tilt them to the right, you know, you can gain quarter. <laughs> yeah. so, so not many people kind of trusted them, you know. So before that, before they sort of came out, it was fingers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, you'd ring your friend and sort of go, hey, you got any hooter? And he'd go, oh, I've got a five-finger bag. And that would tell you, you'd put your hand, fingers like that, and that's the size of it, one, two, three, four, five, on the side. Yeah, it's very practical. Yeah, good thing yeah, we so have hands. He could say, "I've got a three-finger bag," and you'd, you'd kind of knew it was like that. But then, if you had a friend that 
ripped you off, they laid it down and spread it out. And, <laughs> and when it's three, but when you held it up, it's really two. Yeah, and if they uh, if they rip you off even further, you can slap them in the face with the other fingers, right? Oh, yeah. well, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and and look, and back then it was kind of like I got a hundred dollar bag or something mm. like that, you know. But pot, pot hasn't changed in price. Wow, or, or anything. Like, that's a good thing. You could still back then it was two fifty an ounce kind of thing. Wow. mainstream. That's a lot back then, though, isn't it? Is it is a lot. Because, like, the value of the dollar would have been no, a lot more No, no, what that. is a lot is 400 to 600 at Christmas. Yeah. Back then. Well, that's still here now. Yeah, I paid $6,000 for a pound Whoa. at Christmas, and it was half leaf. Oof. So, there you so go. if you work that out, that's a $12,000 pound a head. Cannabis yeah. in Australia hasn't adjusted for inflation since the 80s? Well, like, that's kind of crazy. I, I, I've so looked we've at that got for better, a while. if anything. Yeah, yeah like, because our dollar's worth so much less now. Yeah. Before, that would have bought you, like, what, what was $250, say, in 1988? Like, what would that buy you? A lot less. Now. <laughs> no, 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 back then. Like, what was $250? Like, how much uh, was rent in 1988? Pot. <laughs> 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 what would it buy you? Like, what, how much was, like, rent, like, or something similar? Oh, you like, could buy houses back then for, like, 30000 40000 Yeah, you so... Know, like, it must you're, like, be... the wage back then... Yeah, that you know, it's three or four hundred a week. It, it was so like, that was expensive. It was expensive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. When I say it hasn't changed, I mean it's it, it's, it's come down in price probably. Same, yeah. So yeah, it if you're has. looking, if you're counting for inflation, it's probably come down. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, most people I think on the streets now are paying the three hundred, but three I think to three fifty, four hundred for strain sometimes. Really? Yeah, four fifty wow. even. Sydney, definitely a premium right? market. It Australia. depends where you are as well. Like yeah. um, Sydney, I've heard of people going five fifty an ounce for like really good like actual strain, um, but that's because they've got so such. There's a lot of money in Sydney, so it mm. makes sense. Gold Coast also prices are generally a bit higher. Oh yeah, I've um, so. if you go rural, prices are really high because they don't have much choice. Yeah, Do you push um, like work. When you smoke this? We're probably towards the end of it. One interesting thing about the regional variances in these uh, in these different pot scenes is that you go down to the Gold Coast, literally a hundred kilometers away, and you end up dealing with different measurements. Like people are giving away twenty dollar bags rather than just like a oh, stick yeah. of twenty five. Yeah, like how much did you guys charge for a stick back then? Twenty five. Twenty five still. That's so interesting. I don't know why that yeah, is. You had a friend that was 20. Yeah, yeah. okay, that yeah. does make sense. That's still here, really. Yeah. yeah. I tried that. Your grinder roux. Oh, yeah, how'd you like it? I recommend that product. <laughs> it's me and my favourite. Hey, honestly, like... I've had grinders since back then, you know, and yeah. never liked one in my life. Not uh -huh. one ever. Yeah, that's that grinder roux, that's pretty good. It's, it's, it's well built. It um, is, it The is. guys who make it run a vape store. Oh, right. Um, which they're kind of repurposing and how they're doing it, but uh, they're just in Brizzy as well. Oh, right. So, yeah. Oh, they got a winner. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Because no, I used to always use the Kmart Whizzer. Oh, yeah, yeah, Right, yeah. and that was great, but the thing is, it just destroys your bud. It decimates All your it. trichomes go in the lid, and yeah, you can scrape it, but like, then you're losing it in the bud, so your bud's not as strong, and then the terpenes get destroyed in it. You don't mm. get the smell as like a hand grind. The hand grind kind of just gets all those oils just moving a little nicer than just... Bzz, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you, you, you smoke much oil? Or? Oh, here and there, like when it's around. Mainly dab these days, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, dabs, like, 
I had Daz for the first time kind of like this year. I've had it a little before, but mainly this year is when I've experienced them. Where does the name Dab come from? Oh, it's because you like, you have like the piece and you're kind of dropping it on it. So it's like a dab, like, I don't know. Cultural thing. I, 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 this is the story I heard. Okay. I heard it was from the Flintstones. Dab from the Flintstones. Yeah. Can you explain that? Yeah. Well, you'd put a little dab on and a, a little dab will do. Yabba dabba do. Yabba dabba do. That would be a great meme, yeah. Sam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the story I heard that some, some guys were sitting around and going, hey, little yeah. dab will do. And but, like the Flintstones, and so that's what. I'll tell you the thing about dabs. I had like a first few this year, and the first two, three I had, they, they rocked me, like unbelievably to the point where my tongue was rolling in the back of my head. Like I couldn't keep conscious almost. And it basically turned into a trip, and it was kind of unpleasant. But then I had some other dabs. At, at a point or the whole way? The whole way almost. And it oh, just kept wow. getting fucking higher. Like, <laughs> it was like four hours of just being cooked off my dabs tits. Dabs are so overwhelming. It's like, I don't even want to be experiencing yeah, this it's much too high. Much. No. But then, then the thing happened where I built a little bit of a tolerance, and I started having it, and I got this tangine. And tangine is this mandarin sort of flavor, like, and it, it tasted like mandarins. But I would have this. Or tangerines. Tangerines. Yeah. Eh. I, I, I never eat tangerines. I always eat mandarins. Yeah, I've never had one. Like, when do you get tangerines? Like... Uh, in my dreams, I get tangerines. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Tangerine dream. <laughs> tangerine dream. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I had it, and it was very sativa, and it overwhelmed me. But the thing was, it was a little different to what I was having before, which were more indica-based oils. This thing, it made the high so strong, but so clean. I didn't have any cloudy headiness, like... I just felt lucid. I've never felt so clear-headed. And it gave me thoughts about like, it was like giving me an acid or a mushroom trip and me just going, holy crap, I can change that about my life. Like, just like a thought that completely gives me new perspective on the entire world. And I'd get that from the dab. And I wasn't cooked that I couldn't talk or function. I was just normal. I was just so ridiculously high without the cloud. Yeah, right. I couldn't believe it. And um, that changed my opinion of dabs a little bit, but the tolerance that builds from them sucks. Because if you have it, then you go back to flour. You're just like, this This doesn't cut it anymore. Yeah, it's, it's like oil. Same sort of Yeah, deal. so... But I had a lot of hash, like, maybe three, what four sort of years hash? ago. Hash was awesome. What sort? I had chakras. Who? It was chakras hash. Oh. It came from Nepal, and it was hand-rolled. Oh, right. So it was like this really black, spicy... Finger hash. Yeah, oh my God, that was tasty. Yeah, yeah. it is. That it was is. so, so tasty. It is. Well, back, back in the day, the best hash you could kind of get, which all still came from Nepal and all them, was blonde hash. Blonde hash. I, I had that, like, this year. Yeah, right. I had that this year, and I was like, it was good, but my the, my memory of that um, chakras was better. Yeah, right. Like, but it could just be a distorted memory. It's hard yeah. to say, because it well, was like... Well, the best hash I ever had... Blonde? No, no. Right. It was uh, stamped gold. And, and, and anyone that's my age, from Brisbane or Sydney or wherever... Has smoked hash back then all knows about it. They stamped all know. gold hash. Gold stamped hash. Gold and stamped it was hash. it was actually opiumated. Oh, okay. Yeah, and you look, it just fucked you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Yep. Yeah, and it came in at the same time as a lot of Thai. Oh, okay. So yep. you you and it Expo eighty eight. That's ah, exactly when it was on. Because <laughs> I remember I remember smoking it and shooting off the Expo eighty eight off my tits. <laughs> <laughs> Things have not changed at all. Oh yeah, except no. South Bank, which has completely changed. But. Yes, uh, yes it has. It has. Uh, 
It has. I don't mind South Bank now. It's quite pretty. It's a good spot in Brisbane. They, 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 like, they've kind of kept like a really nice vibe. It doesn't feel overdone. It's still sort of the public's. Yes, yeah. that's right. So, yeah. you know. You've got to leave it up to the public. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, spaces. Expo 88 was fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was yeah. before our time. Oh. I, I was 92, so... Oh, you were born in 92. I was born in 92. Oh, right. oh, I was partying in 88, so... <laughs> yeah. No, no. It's just a concept to us, so... Yeah. They really oh, should do the World Expo again. They don't do it anymore, do they? Uh-huh. I think they just decided that it wasn't worth doing or something. Well, but... it's because we've got the internet now. Everything just gets <laughs> shared, like, so you don't oh, need yeah, it. Oh, yeah, look, yeah, look. That's kind of what changed, but, like, I still feel like you should get a World Expo and every country should put in, like, ten products that they've designed in the last whatever that they want to show off. It'd be yeah. pretty cool. And it would become, like, a contest. I would watch that. Maybe oh, you should just go that. to Epcot. Epcot, what's that? Oh, uh, it's the Disney theme park that's supposed oh, to be yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. That looks cool. Oh, you know what they should have? I think they should have, like, you know, like Comic-Con. Yeah. One for pot. Oh, man, there is, there and, is. And you just roll up dressed as your favourite joint, you know. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm a tangerine orange. I'm Granddaddy Purple, baby. <laughs> I'd be Buddha. Oh. Yeah, I'm a skunk, baby. Comic-Con. <laughs> Conathon. In um, I think it's March or February. I think it's March. Um, every year, Spain has an event. It's called Spanibus. Oh, yeah. really? I wow. I had some friends go. They say it was awesome. Um, I'm thinking about it next year. Like that's on my cards. We should bring it to Australia. Oh, well, yeah. Throw a spanner in the works. <laughs> They've got so we've got the Hemp Expo coming in Brisbane on the 11th, 12th, 13th of October. So that'll be pretty cool because there's a lot of people there. We'll be there. Um, yeah. So that'll be good. Come but, uh, see us. Yeah. Check it out. We might have a stall. We might not. We haven't decided. Should we have a stall? Tell us we should have a stall. Yeah. What should we put in it? Like uh, merch? Or should we put just... some grinderoos, some shirts? Should yeah. we create some, some promo material maybe? Mm, Don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Free scoops. Ooh. Ooh. Probably not. You, you would be swamped, you'd, yeah. you'd have a lot of attention. Well, one year at one of the hemp expos, I was told through like a third party that um, there was a crew that had dab carts, so like the oil carriages, and they were giving them out. Um, oh. I think they were selling them. Oh. They were selling them like hotcakes. Like they sold like hundreds, like hundreds and hundreds. And they eventually got kicked out by our security and whatnot. But I mean, they got what they wanted done. <laughs> In the end. Yeah. And um, didn't get caught. I don't believe so anyway. Well, yeah. Probably would have heard about it. Hmm. But um, yeah, that was interesting. Hmm. So um, the law in marijuana, it's, um, it's changed a lot, hasn't it? Yeah, a little bit. You, oh, were, you showed us a pamphlet, yeah. like the, um, what was it maybe? With the laws back yeah. in 80. 89. 89, yeah. 89. You gave us a pamphlet with the laws from 89 and you had a little run-in around that time. I did, yes. Yep. And what was like this look? The look of the sentencing. Uh, well, look. If you got caught, I got caught with uh, sort of just over a pound, really, um, which wasn't mine. Anyway, long story short, the sentencing, if found guilty, was maximum uh, mandatory. Sorry, fifteen years imprisonment. So basically, if you wow. got caught, you done fifteen years. Yeah, it, it was a life sentence. Yeah, you know, so, you know, yeah, it was a very bad time as far as the law went. Like there was people in jail for joints and yep. stuff like that, and people that should just never have been in jail for that. You know, true. Yeah. I think we're we're in a situation 
where there's a, a fair bit of backlash um, from the established powers. Because you've got all of these calls to legalize, decriminalize cannabis and yeah. other drugs. That's right. Um, pill testing, all of this stuff is yep. coming up to the surface. And then in New South Wales, in Queensland, uh, in other parts of in South Australia, there are all of these new laws coming in that are cracking back down on cannabis, like increasing the penalties for possession and sentencing and preventing well, pill testing. That's just the politicians wanting to make a quick buck. In it, just yeah, because they're they're really they're connected to the whole status quo. They maintain everything, and oh, absolutely. at the moment there's there's just this. Uh, situation where the UN has us by the balls because the 1961 treaty on US narcotic drugs oh, sorry on narcotic drugs which was pretty much pushed by the US um, ended up imposing on Australia that we need to make cannabis illegal we are a signatory to that document mm-hmm. um, and we could go against that because it's non-binding it's like an international treaty except we are one of the largest opium producers on earth Mm. Um, Tasmania is like an opium island. 50% of the world's supply. And the 1961 treaty, it also governs all of the laws and regulations pertaining to opium. So if we were to legalise cannabis in Australia, almost instantaneously we'd have to deal with that problem where the UN could take away our opium distribution rights. Um, There's a whole load of like huge behind-the-scenes oh, obstacles. It's, it's just all about money. It it's always all is. all about money and making money because it's a huge cash crop, you yeah. know, poppies. Um, oh, massive. Yeah. Massive. Every um, headache tablet's got opium in it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, and you know, it's, it's kind of annoying too because there's still this uh, prohibition aspect to cannabis, Absolutely. which is also a medicinal treatment yeah. for yeah. a lot of these same issues, a lot of these same ailments. So you wouldn't necessarily need a painkiller, um, if you get your hands on some legal bud. But no, and that's the whole point. Yeah, and exactly. you get your hands on that legal bud unless the government can make money on that legal bud. Ah, now that's harder it. to do than a, a painkiller, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, what I believe the government's doing at the moment is just wholly and solely my people for the government that's listening, uh, my opinion for the government <laughs> that's listening, um, is that they know very well that it's going to be decriminalised. Yeah. Right. There's no way, shape. There's there's no. Australia can't just go. We're the backward country in the world. Hello. And we're staying that way. You know, we're tards. All right. Everyone else is in front of us. We're okay. We're going to follow. They know that. Yeah. Right. There's too much push. It's too big. Mm. And they're going to follow. And what I believe is they're doing a last ditch money grab. Couldn't agree more. They're just gonna. They're they're pumping it up. They're, they've got all this drug driving, and and they're they're getting everyone. They're busting little guys. They're busting big guys. Yeah. There's a massive ice epidemic that's just fucking everything. It is, yeah. especially and, in rural and they're areas. still concentrating on a guy that's sitting home having a cone. It's know? a disgrace. It's yeah. unreal. Absolutely. Yeah, and, literally and the it's a money man. grab before. Yeah. See, everything's about money. Oh. So in this society, yeah. absolutely. A big money grab before it becomes legal. Then when it becomes legal, big money grab again. By yeah. them, you know, and everyone does kind of target the police a lot. But when you really think of it, it's, it's the not police. them. They're just doing what they're told. They, they just right. do what they're told. Some of them a bit more violently than others, if you're listening. Sure. But sure. yes. <laughs> and there's, there's always a responsibility not to think for yourself, you know, to not just do what you're told. Because I reckon a lot of these uh, people who are 
in the government as politicians or in corporations doing what they do in yeah. pharmaceutical companies yep. they're just doing what they think is what they're told as well like oh, absolutely you know it's it's kind of weird how absolutely. unconscious a lot of this bullshit is oh, um, oh man it's it's amazing how unconscious the world is yeah, yeah. precisely you know, it um I had a like big kind of revelation like well not really a revelation it's just like it reinstilled it to me on this weekend and I was thinking about cannabis and like how it's criminalized and I really started getting angry thinking at the thought of just because I enjoy this plant oh, it's horrible, I'm a criminal like yeah. it just it, it it made me so angry because I'm like what have I done wrong? Like, what that's have right. I actually done wrong? That's the real question. It's like drinking a cup of tea. Yeah, exactly. You know, someone comes in and goes, you can't have that. And you go, but why? But why? <laughs> you know, because it makes your day slightly better. <laughs> we can't have that. How dare you? Yeah. And then I started thinking just about the people who do um, put this on us where we can't consume it. So the politicians and all that. And it's like, how can they not feel guilt for like incarcerating people. Because they don't like it. Because what happened is one of their sons, the black sheep of the family, mm. smoked weed and it's the demon drug mm. and he only was like that because of the drug. He wasn't like that because dad was a prick politician. <laughs> abused him. You know, and abused him yeah. and bashed him and whatever. No, he was like that because of the drug. So therefore it could only be the drug's fault. So they did it. Ironically... Ironically, where all the politicians' families lived, which is Canberra, yeah, it was always decriminalised. Always decrimed. It was always Why an interesting that, thing. You know, if Ooh. any politicians are listening, can you ever answer that question? Like, why has it always been legal or decriminalised in Canberra? I think it's because our pollies are fucking stoners. They also have lenient no. laws on the you know what? there as well. And I, I every every law. On all of it. <laughs> my dad reckons it's because like, the kids, especially the politicians, they that's don't right. want to be scandals that's on the right. TV. That's exactly so they, right. They, they like, wow. Wow. And that's exactly the, the dots there. And that's Honestly, the truth. I'm just going to like call out my dad and say he should have been a politician. We <laughs> <laughs> could have lived in Canberra and smoked. We could have been right. living the high life. <laughs> well, I believe Australia. Yeah, politician. We're going to go backwards before we go forwards. I, I we're going backwards that, now. Yeah. You know, it has been legal, uh, decriminalised in a few states in Australia, like sure. South yeah. Australia, for years and years, and then some tool got in and like, yeah. oh, I think it should be illegal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one person can turn back that tide of progress. One person, one but, politician who mm -hmm. gets voted in can decide. So I'm a crypto trader or just a trader. So like, I just look at that as the dip before the pump, <laughs> right? Like it's just this little inconvenience before like full eruption. So we're talking about the ACT in Canberra. Well, mm -hmm. they're probably going to legalize this year. Yeah. Almost certainly like their labor's pushing for it. I think they're only one vote short. Of passing the and board. ironically, Canberra is going to be first. Canberra will be first, wow, and Northern Territory is also looking mm -hmm. at it because they fall under the territory. It's apparently Northern, Northern Territory already is decriminalised, isn't it? It's, I think it's decrimmed, but like this is talking about legalisation. Oh, so as a way to bring one more tourism further. into the Northern yeah. Territory and to Canberra and all that, that's like kind of one of those considerations. But I'm not sure how the legal market's going to work yet. I don't think they've like developed that. They're just debating it in, at the moment in Parliament, especially in Canberra. Yep. Mm. Um, but both of those two territories are like flip, ready to flip the switch. The states are definitely looking, states and territories are looking a lot more optimistic. So who do you reckon is last Perth? Probably Perth, yeah. Cool. I, I, I or Queensland? Perth. No. I, no, I, 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 think, I no, think we're Queensland. in front. 
You reckon? Yeah, I, I think, think it's so. Victoria, then Queensland, yeah. then probably South Australia, then New South Wales, then Perth. Right, okay. But uh, New South Wales and Perth could swap. I could see that easy. I, I, in my opinion, Queensland, you know, go Queensland, has, uh, <laughs> has progressed further than all other states as far as in the pot. Oh, okay. And I the reason you. I think that, and there's a reason behind this, is we used to be the worst. Yeah, you can to, still get a 25-year sentence, a life sentence. Um, yeah, but who's getting pop? that? Yeah, not, not as much anymore, yeah, but it's you, still in the books. It's you still illegal to wear thongs in the city. Bjelke <laughs> 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 Peterson did that one, did he? No, no. I mean, I don't know if it really is anymore, but it, it used to be, and it was to keep the. It was to say that the police had a reason to kick the homeless people out. Oh, oh right. they've always had like yeah, some like weird law pop road. up to try and get rid yeah, of yeah. yeah, it's just so that they can have a move along law. You know, come on, get the fuck out of here. We don't like you. You look ugly. Yeah. Go hide under a bridge. Right? Yep, yep. You that's know? the nature of our the, the legacy of our city. That's it. The one that's thing it. with Queensland though is but we, we used to be the police huge, state. Sorry, yeah. we used to yeah. be the police state. That's definitely New South Wales now. You're probably yes, right. That's right. And that's and but you know the irony of it? You, it was the other if, way. If, yeah, yeah, but if you still in New South Wales now and like the police were to come to your house and take your bong and all that shit, uh-huh. they really look kind of regretful, like, you know, yeah. oh, they've always kind of been more lenient. Yeah. But when you go to court, you know, you're going to get fried. Yeah. <laughs> you was in Queensland, you get caught, the police come in like they're back in the Joe era. Like, oh, you're a marijuana smoker. I'm going to stab you first. They came to my house with a search warrant and they knocked on the door like they were going to break it down. Yeah. And they're like, oi, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, get no, the all the police door. here are still stuck in the Joe era. They they're are. all like, can we just bash you instead? <laughs> <laughs> you know, don't worry about the pot, you keep it. We just want to bash you. Uh, you know, and put you in jail. But anyway, so true. that's my opinion. And, and, yeah. and I believe that we've progressed a lot because mm. now it's nothing kind of like that. It's mm. like, yeah. they, they still a few gung-ho ones, but you know, if you get caught now, I think you can get caught with like an ounce maybe or something like that. 50 and you get grams um, and it's a diversion. A what? A, How much? 50 grams you can hold. So like just, just under two ounces. ounces. Yeah, yeah. If you had two, you could probably still get well, it. Well, I've They'll actually just... heard of uh, someone getting caught with near half a pound and got drug Ooh. diversion. Um, almost always. So up till about one pound, you're yeah. pretty good. Um, you can, <laughs> uh, what is it? You can basically get a diversion or a fine. If you've yeah. had the diversion, you get the fine. Once you pass that, you go to like two pounds. That's where they start looking at more like a trafficking sort of thing. Yeah. And, and that's um, silly too. I mean, look, the average smoker, if you work it out, if you smoke an ounce, say, a week, yeah. you know, and that's, I consider that to be half normal. Yeah. You know, if you've got friends anyway. Sure. And um, that's 52 ounces. Yeah, it's nearly four pound. Mm. Yeah. Know? So if you were just genuinely... You know, got a couple of plants, do your up. own, so that you didn't have to pay this yep. massive premium. Yep. Yeah. It's a real risk, you know, if you're just like, you've got wheat in your house and it's yeah. a large quantity. Yeah, you are personally growing, yet you can go as a dealer. Yeah. You know, but I think that's changed a lot in Queensland. It has started to. Yeah. Um, and the other thing with Queensland is we've only got um, the one house, so it, things could pass through a little quicker. That's true. There's that potential. That's true. I, the one thing that. Uh, is frustrating about the current situation is that it doesn't look like Labor government's moving on it. Um, doesn't look like you know Anastasia Palaszczuk or Jackie Trad have said anything about cannabis legalization because they're kind of of the same like um, you know burgundy uh, beige kind of color 
um, style that Bill Shorten brought to the table. Like they're just they're milk toast centrists. Mm. They don't get anything done, and they haven't gotten anything done um, except approved a mine in Northern Queensland. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Just kind of pissed off with the Labor government at the moment. I'm pissed off with all governments. Yeah, me too. I believe this is my opinion. I believe that all people that sit for a job as a politician yep. in any way, shape or form should first be checked for legalisation of being oh, a citizen. Yeah. That's yeah. first. Secondly, I believe that they should have an empathy test. Sure. I do not I do not believe that any person that can make decisions that affects any member of Medical the professionals have empathy tests. Why can't we give politicians some yeah, empathy tests? Yeah, well, that's such an idea. That's, that, yeah. that's a good idea. Oh, mate, you should. An empathy test, that right? That makes sense. Yeah, and also, like... Oh, I forgot the third point, stoned. <laughs> <laughs> it gets you a little bit, doesn't it? Yep. Yeah, it's, like, it. it's nice and light. It's over the head, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Slowly, nice. gradually. Yeah. Um, maybe um, it's been a little while. Do you think we're ready to finish up here? Well, we're at about 45 minutes. Yeah, it's a fair amount of time. All right, okay. I we'll... think we've had a pretty good little chat here. Yeah, yeah. We've I'll gone learn. through the history. We've gone to a bit of laws. We've There's gone... lots of topics we can discover. It's been a good time. Mm. Thank you for uh, coming in, Adam. Hopefully have you back. My pleasure. Yeah, oh, that was great. Back. Thank you. Too easy. See yeah. you, Adam. Bye, Bye guys.